0: Your way, genuinely have your way. Do not let this man get in your way because it's not important that anything that he has to say because he's just a man. The most important thing is hearing your voice and knowing you. So we thank you that you speak to every individual in this room and that it's not set aside for anyone who's overly important. Who thinks themselves important. And if there's anyone in the room, because I can sense it, that a word is bubbling up inside of you and you've been holding on to it and you're aching to get that out, feel free. Feel free to interrupt me. You're welcome. Just give us a show of hands so that I can actually get attention to what God's saying through you. All right? And then I'll drop the mic to you so you can actually say whatever he's saying through you. Yeah? Okay. Good morning, everybody. So when we last uh, spoke and had our interaction, uh, we were left with a a question. Are you or or am I a disciple? And we'll get back to that. But I think there's something that's been really good that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, which is what Chris bought. And that kind of navigated us towards. Hi, Bev. (laughs) That kind of navigated us towards guilt and shame. And guilt and shame is a big deal within the church and within the body of Christ. And there are many, many, many Christians that are walking around still, though they've given their yes to Jesus, but they're carrying that guilt and that shame. And I'm hoping that this morning that we can actually kind of unpick that a bit more just so that we can walk into that space of healing that Jesus has for us. Because because of Jesus Christ, because of what he did, there really and truly is no more guilt and shame. So if that's the case, why are we still living in it? Why are you why am I still living in this idea of guilt and shame? What is it that we haven't been healed from, that we haven't worked through with Jesus in order to step through that guilt and that shame? And it's at the very depths of us. And it pops up occasionally, and sometimes we think we're okay. And then maybe three, three months down the road, you get this thing that kind of rises up. Yeah, I think a couple of people are recognizing that. And there are moments where you're just kind of flying high with Jesus and Holy Spirit and and Abba, Abba Father. And then this guilt and the shame rises up again. Where? Where is the root of that? And why does it have such a hold upon us? And I believe, Rosie, I believe that Holy Spirit wants to break that off of us. And we've had a crack at it the last two sessions with what Chris was talking about. And a lot of this is going to come down to identity in Christ. Because if you truly know your identity in Christ, there is no longer any guilt and shame. Does that make sense? Okay, so now we have this kind of knowledge where we think we know, and I say we, we think we know Our our identity. We think we know God, but there are stages and levels and dimensions and areas of Father God that we haven't quite worked out yet. right? And a lot of this we've carried through from our childhood. A lot of this we've carried through from our Christian walk in whatever circle we've been in. A lot of it's come from a demand that's come from those who have been our shepherds. Or our leadership. And a lot of it's come from us as well. The demand that we put upon ourselves to perform. To perform. To perform. And Christianity, Western Christianity, has this idea of I must perform in order to achieve. So even when we've been having these discussions about discipleship and what that looks like, Part of us within our soul has probably been been rising up and saying, Oh, how do I perform this act in order to achieve this thing? In order to get closer to, yeah? Or is it just me? I see you. So let's take a quick look at our identity. It's written. That we are seated in heavenly places. What does that even mean? Can anyone give me a, what the, a quick breakdown of that? Anyone? Want to give it a go? This isn't a right or wrong. Just kind of, I'm, I'm checking where we are, where we're thinking. We are seated in heavenly places.
1: We are residents of another kingdom.
0: Great. We are residents of another kingdom. So, if we are residents of this other kingdom, before I go there, in Western culture, we look at this as a body that has a soul and, and a spirit. But if you look at scripture, it is written, we are a spirit that has a soul that lives within this shell. Okay? Okay? So it turns everything around, but we, we seem to come back to this idea that we are a body with these things internally within us. But we are spirits. We are not from this world. It is written, we are not from this world. We are from the kingdom. And if we are from the kingdom, then that would make us all royalty. Right? Right? So if we're royalty, what's stopping us behaving like royalty? Ourselves. So if we are stopping ourselves from behaving like royalty or being royalty, why are we doing that if we are royalty? huh? Ignorance. Great answer. So then if we're ignorant of our identity, how do we not be ignorant? Feel free. Shout it out. Go on. Know him. Know him. Great start. Knowing God. Part of it will come from reading scripture. (laughs) So when we come across any situation... Abandoned self. High five, little sister. Nice one. That's deep. If we know who we truly are, which is royalty, then we would approach everything that we do as royal people, as a royal spirit. Yeah? We wouldn't really approach things as if we would approach them normally with our our own mind and our own understanding. Because if you're royal, you then have royal understanding because it is written that you have the mind of Christ. And if you've got the mind of Christ, you then think like Christ. So then in every single situation, including your own life, we think like Christ because we have the mind of Christ. So why did it get to the stage that we would trust our own understanding instead of what God says about us? Go. Hmm? Our ego. Perfect. So, our ego has created itself as God. Did you have someone? No? We stand in the position of God of our own life. And as my little sister here said, what was it?
2: Abandoned self.
0: Abandoned self. So there is, we've got all this talk within Christendom, which gets a little bit hard to understand sometimes because we never really quite break it down so that it's practical. But we are meant to be, as it is written, living sacrifices. What does that even mean? A living sacrifice. I can give you an example Jesus Christ is praying. Father, take this cup of suffering from me. This is too hard. But not my will. Yours. That's one great, perfect example of a living sacrifice. Not my will. Not my will. Who's yours? God's will. Come on. So, we've got relinquishing our own will. We've got royalty. Okay. We've got ego. So if we are to die to ourself, huh? and great point. You're going to have to say this because this is great.
3: We've also got the
2: unworthiness that makes us approach the table like a beggar and just accept the crumbs.
0: And this is where the guilt and shame comes back to it. There is a unworthiness that we feel. So we don't approach God as we're supposed to. As not only children of God, but we are meant to be sons and daughters of the king, which makes you royalty. Yeah? Okay. Now, I don't want to talk too much because I I want us to kind of get somewhere with this. One of the greatest gifts, and I think I shared this in one of the other two sessions, one of the greatest gifts that we have, the greatest gifts, one of the greatest ones that we have in our hands to use that is so full of power is this thing called humility. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And when you humble yourself, we start to move into a place of the, of accepting what God says about us. Until you humble yourself, you will continually think that you're the boss of your life. That you rule it the best. That your understanding is the best. And I've had constant conversations with a, a close friend to our family. And they've suffered quite significantly with Anxiety and fears. Genuine. But I return back to them with the words, humble yourself. Humble yourself. This is a bit harsh, but humble yourself and die. (laughs) And what I mean by that, I'm sure you know what I actually mean by that. It is to humble yourself and let that old man women within you that has taken control of your life, that you've allowed to be the the king and the queen and the God of your life to die and let it die with Christ once and for all. It is written in the book of Romans that we were crucified with Christ. But not only were we crucified with Christ, we've been raised again. So This spirit wants to live in the presence of God forever. Until the forever comes, this spirit wants to live in the presence of God right here and right now. Without all the baggage, without all the nonsense, without all the rules and regulations that we place upon ourselves. But living by the kingdom And it's rules and regulations and protocols that it set out for us. So, question. Who here feels or knows or thinks that they are royalty? Don't be shy. Put your hand up. I did hear someone say sometimes. Now, this isn't going to be a quick pass and go, and then we got this. It's highlighting some areas within us that we should be working on, working with people on, working with God on. This stuff is workable. The questions that you have are valid. Yes? Yep. The questions that you have for God are valid. And... I'm just going to quickly um, just talk about my my eldest son. He asks great questions all the time. He, He gave his yes to Jesus last year in August. And from that moment of encounter, he's walked the path of slowly deciding to follow Christ. And the reason I say that tentatively is because we spoke about there being a cost to following Christ. It's not a free thing. It's not just something that lands in your lap, and now you are a follower of Christ. And so in his little 13-year-old, actually, he's got a bigger brain than me, but in his big 13-year-old brain, he's working out what it means to follow Christ. And he comes back with these amazing questions. But because he hasn't um, had any structure of what that looks like, we're working this out every single day when it comes to questions. And so, here's where we're going to humble ourselves. And people have humbled themselves this morning by saying, I don't think I think like a royalty, like I'm royalty. So then how do we get our brothers and sisters, genuine question, how do we, how do we get all of us, which would be my desire, to start thinking like we're actual royalty, and that every situation that we walk into must bow the knee, because He is the name that is above all name, names, and we are inherent inheritors. Is that a word? Inheritors. Meh. Yeah, I'll go with you, Abby. We have inherited. <laughs> we have inherited the sonship because we are adopted. Yes, it is. Yes, I didn't make it up. Awesome. Well done. Thank you. We are heirs and co-heirs to the kingdom of God. Yeah, thanks, bro. (laughs) And so how do we encourage and walk together with each other so that we live that way and never fall off? So we stay on that wagon forever until we go and we're promoted, as the chief says, to glory. How do we live like that now?
4: Yes, bro. Just this feel that God is saying. We've believed the consumerist mindset of our culture. We watch the adverts. We're told we've got to have this stuff. And what God is saying, I've given you everything. Dump that stuff. We've just been clearing out our house recently. And once I said, I've got stuff, but often stuff has us. And we've got to dump that stuff because we've inherited everything. And not just have we inherited everything and we got everything. But we've been given it to give away. And there's more. And once we get rid of the idea that I've got to have stuff and pursue identity and I've got it all... I'm already seated with him. I'm above any any, any superstar, any, anything this world can offer. Break the bondage of consumerism and receive the gift that he's given you everything. Thanks, Richard.
0: Nice. Cat. Uh, Thanks, Kat. Everyone, give Kat a hand. She's doing a great <laughs> job running around. Uh, right there. Oh, Jay. Sorry. Go on, sis.
2: Um, Just talking further about what you said about how do we um, get to that point of identity. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Um, Each day declaring over yourself, I'm a daughter of Zion, I'm a royal priesthood. Saying those declarations over your life again and again and again. And eventually you will believe it. And even on days when you really don't feel like making those declarations, forcing yourself, waking up each day saying, I am royal priesthood this is my portion this is what God has called me to be and doing that daily even on days you don't feel like it
0: cool thank you Ollie oh and then uh Ruth
1: <laughs> just going back to what David said at the start you know are we living in the supernatural or are we living an earthly life an elf on this earthly realm we believe right we have faith we have faith in Christ. So when you say, why do we carry guilt, shame, sin? These are human feelings. Do we believe that Christ died at the cross for us and released us and relinquished us from these things? Do we have faith in that? And if we do, then why are we carrying those things? Like you said, be humble, die to old self. If you can do that and you can put your faith in Jesus and the knowledge that he died for us and those things were released from us, You've got the answer there. (laughs) Done.
0: (laughs) Mic drop. Okay. Go, Ruth.
2: Those who've done the um, book at the back, um, the Culture Journal, sorry, Brain Fog, um, will know there's a story in there about somebody who would only ever worship from the back. God's saying that he will bring you forward. and Now, that person is me, okay, in that book. But I know that if God's done it for me, God can do it for you. I disliked myself. Most of you know that I had a real trouble with myself. But as I spent time in the presence of God, he came, he met me. He took my shame. He took that thing that said, I could never be somebody who worshipped at the front. I could never be somebody who was worth anything. He took that person and said, this is who you can be. And it was through spending time in his presence, listening to him, letting him love me, even when I didn't want to be loved.
0: Thanks, Ruth. it's okay yeah yes please Fred oh we got two over there thank you I think uh, for us to live like reality I think uh, we must know our enemy first once we know our enemy I understand that the enemy tries to steal the knowledge that we have about our father So the amount of word that we have in us is what makes us live like reality. Is that Meshach? Bless you, bro. Thank you. Oh, please, come on. Go on, Chief.
1: Praise God. When I was younger in the faith, um, I had this tremendous inferiority complex. And uh, God one time spoke to me in an audible voice and he called me man of God I told me other things as well but he called me man of God so I was looking around the room for the man of God <laughs> the the issue was I was the only one in there and uh, so that's how deep it was <clears throat> so anyway I, what I began to do was to look in the mirror every morning mm. slap my face like this and say man of God and I, and I Began to call... You know the speech center controls all the other nerve centers? So I began to call myself what I was. And for six months I did that without any um, results. And after six months it began to seep in to my being who I was. That was just the starting point.
0: And I think... That is a great starting point for us now. So, if you wouldn't mind, and do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind standing with me. Thanks, Kat. Our God is not a genie. He's not someone that we make wishes to and then things happen. That's not how it works. We have a relationship with Father God. So, we're going to declare something over ourselves. And your homework, homework. Yes, I, I fear homework as well, Abby. That's why I don't have a job with paperwork. So, your homework, if you really want this, and I'm talking to my brothers and sisters out here, and my mothers and fathers in the faith out here, that are still struggling with that idea of inferiority, the idea of guilt and shame. We want that broken off of our lives. And this isn't a, for some it could be a a quick prayer. For most, it's probably going to be some hard work and discipline. So if you're going to be lazy, those will be the results that you get. And that's not me being harsh, it's just as what it is. If you can dedicate yourself, we're not talking about positive talk, We're talking about the word of God, as Meshach said. His name is Jesus, the word of God. And we are to believe what he says about us, not what the world says about us, not what we think about us, not what we're constructed to think about ourselves, not what the social construct says about us. We are to believe what Jesus Christ says about us. So, repeat after me. I am royalty. And I will behave like it. I am royalty. And I believe it. I am royalty. And I will behave like it. I am royalty. And I believe it. I am royalty. And I will behave like it. I am royalty, and I believe it. I am royalty, and I will behave like it. I am royalty, and I believe it. Depending on whatever gender you are. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. Thanks, Kat. You got it. I am a son of God. I am who he says I am. I am royalty. I will behave like it. I am royalty. I believe it. Right. Now look at someone. <laughs> well done, Abby. Now look at someone and we're going to bless someone next to each other. Right, right right next to yourself. Go on whoever's beside you. You are royalty. Now behave like it. You are royalty. Now believe it. Go find someone else. Do it again. Yeah, come on. You know the spirit of God is a wicked. Let's go. You are royalty. Now behave like it. You are royalty. Now believe it. You are what God says you are. You are who Jesus died for. So you are royalty. Awesome. Give each other a hug. It's all good. (laughs) So I think what would be a great way to not bring this to a close, but to open up the space would be for all of us. If we actually want to behave like a family, I know what my family behaves like in my house. But in this house, if we want to behave like a family, we're going to have to be there for each other. We're going to have to disciple each other. We're going to have to serve each other. And if you see people within this place that you feel, I want what they have, go and see them. Communicate with them and say, look, I see God in you. Ollie, I see God in you. Not only do I see God in you, I see that you are a son of God. There are certain areas within my life that I struggle with. Would you walk with me and show me how you're a son of God? So that I can glean that from you. Is that okay? Thank you. Let's actually get serious about what's going on. And I said this last thing before. Is that Christianity's become a dull, powerless mouse. We are meant to be the powerful ones. We are meant to be royalty. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's my Lord. And everything must bow to it. Every demon... Every circumstance, everything must bow down to Jesus Christ in his name. And we walk and stand in his name. So it must bow down to the authority that we carry that he's given to us. Sons and daughters of God, bless
1: you.
3: if you haven't yet heard who's heard the Knowing God podcast with Ollie wow the rest of you you need to find it and have a listen some of the stuff that Ollie says is just dropping gems it's wonderful just search for it whatever your normal podcast provider is Knowing God podcast and um, have a listen Um, We said we wanted to give an opportunity. Is there anyone who's never said yes to Jesus ever before and you want to say yes for the first time this morning? Okay. Is there anyone who you know you've wandered away and you want to come back. Because that matters too. If, if that's you, like you feel I've been away. I don't mean I didn't really connect with God much yesterday. You know what that means. <clears throat> if that's you and like I've been away. Then you want to reconnect with him. You want to say yes afresh. Then just put your hand up wherever you are because I'd love to pray for you. It's great. We're all in with Him and saying yes every day. That's great. Thank you, Father. That while we're floating down our lazy river, in our ring, holding onto the handles, we are singing and shouting that we are royalty and you are king. And as we disappear off, clinging onto the ring, going down another rapid, where you can hear us say is, holy, 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 God, you're awesome. I am royalty. Actually, I am royalty. (laughs) That can be our last words, right? And that'd be awesome. Thank you, God. We expect, God, that not only will you be here again next Sunday. We expect that we will walk with you every day, that we will keep turning our attention towards you. We don't wish to presume, but we expect that you will come because you have made us royalty.
2: Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to Numachurch.uk, where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember you're loved.